when you share your passion, especially around people that know love you are already in that space, what can come from that is just unbelievable. I just think back to Red, it started with friends believing in it and then it rippled about from there. And now we're in a situation where there's so many incredible people around Red that believe in it. They've experienced the benefits in themselves and they go above and beyond to get behind it. Welcome back to the Run Alive podcast. This week's guest has founded a campaign that has got hundreds of thousands of people moving every January. You can drive forward real change as a collective. And so we are fully inclusive in every sense of the word. So we're always looking at ways that we can collaborate and support the likes of This Mum Runs and Park Run and all those other incredible initiatives. How can we together really, really reach and support people to enjoy the benefits of movement? She has brought together her twin loves of running and connecting with people to create a social movement centred on mental health and well-being. And you know when you see something and you can't unsee it. So there was just so much evidence to show that, especially in the UK in the winter, there wasn't really anything out there to support us all, connect us all and give us a positive goal. It's almost like we'd accepted that we just need to batten down the hatches go indoors and and just be sedentary and then reappear when spring starts. She's a female leader in the sports and wellbeing space, but she doesn't necessarily see herself as that. I think because at the time when I was saying it, I I thought it meant you meant to be a certain thing. Like when you think of a leader, you think I thought of certain things. Whereas actually, we all we all are natural, we can all be natural leaders in whatever shape or form that looks like. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah Beecham. So I am Hannah Beecham. I'm the founder of Red January. Red January is a nationwide public health movement that's getting people moving for their mental well-being. So I've been running Red now for eight years, um, but my background was in film marketing and advertising. And Hannah, what makes you come alive? The thing that makes me come alive is connecting with others. Even this morning, I bumped into my local postman, Dave, said good morning. And those things, I don't know how you feel in those kind of scenarios, but even just chatting to just a familiar face, just in your local community, it just gives me such an incredible feeling. Um, Yeah, I love moments like that. Brilliant. And I do love that you know your postman's name. I know my postman's name. Hello, John. He's probably not listening. <laughs> You'll have to get him well, that, to listen now, Gary. Come on, just send him the link. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll, yeah, as as he drops off my son's copy of The Week Junior, I'll dive in. Um, and Hannah, you, you, you mentioned Red January in there. Can you just tell us a little bit more about how that started, where it came from? Oh, I would love to. Yeah, so we've um, going into our eighth year of the campaign and it started with my incredible mum. So my mum experiences depression and she was going through particularly low periods in the winter time. So I noticed that she was experiencing lower mood, lower energy. Um, her depressive symptoms were increasing at that time of the year as well. And naturally, with it being my mum, it got me thinking about what was out there for my mum at this time of year. And you know, when you see something and you can't unsee it. So there was just so much evidence to show that, especially in the UK in the winter, there wasn't really anything out there to support us all, connect us all and give us a positive goal. 
it's almost like we'd accepted that we just need to batten down the hatches, mm. go indoors and, and just be sedentary and then reappear when spring starts. And then I started doing some more research and there's just so much evidence out there. It won't come as a massive surprise to you both, but the inactivity levels are at their highest in the UK. There's higher reports of lower mood, lower energy, depressive symptoms. And I didn't want that to be the case for my mum and for all of us, because whether you experience mental health challenges or not, we all experience low mood. We all experience low, low energy, especially at this time of year. So um, I couldn't get beat the winter blues out of my head. And Red January was genuinely a 4am in the morning idea. And originally, Red did stand for run every day. Um, mm. I love running. I love the running community. And my mum was starting to enjoy that form of movement as well. And so the first year started with me and my mum. We were getting active every day together. My mum was walking the dog. I was running as well. But the, the essence of that hasn't changed eight years on. So the fact that we were connecting with the shared goal, the fact that it was a personal goal to us both, but the fact that we had a, that sense of purpose, that thing to support us both during mm. the winter, and then naturally, I guess what happened is my mum was sharing the experience with her friends. I was sharing it with my friends. And it's just mm. had this organic ripple effect. And now eight years on, what, there's been over 270,000 people around the country embrace movement in a way that works for them. And my mum's still part of the RIP community. It's, wow. yeah, it's incredible. And so it's changed oh, from running every day to any kind of activity every day i mean you said we um yes it's it's not news to us that running makes us feel better that was kind of the premise of why we set up the podcast in the, in the first place but um are you finding people literally sort of get off the sofa and start something new or uh, yeah what's your experience of that yeah it's a real combination so yeah it stood for run every day for, for the first three years mm. and what we saw was people were coming to red and they were enjoying different forms of movement and actually it mm. got to the point where even anecdotally speaking I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you run for 31 days yeah. if you're coming to this as a complete mm. beginner anyway um and mm. so like you're saying that we evolved it to move every day in a way that works for you mm. And we have seen people embrace Red January in so many different ways. So for some people, stepping out of the door is a really big first step. Mm. And actually, we see people mm. enjoying movement indoors. So even just putting on an exercise class or enjoying a stretch, running up and down their stairs as well. Oh, we saw okay. a lot of that yeah. last year. Um, and then there's a four-year-old yeah. in the community, Jack, that gets involved with his school. And there's a 98-year-old Brenda who goes out for a walk with her dog. And she has a WhatsApp group with her family and she shares photos of a daily walk and she enjoys that connection that way. Mm. And then other people use Red January. We've got so many Redders this year that have a marathon like yeah. early next year and they use it as a base to uh. train and mix up their activities and enjoy some strength training. We saw actually, we, we partnered mm. with the University of Oxford and what was it, just over a quarter of Redders last year used Red January as an opportunity to try a completely new activity that they'd been thinking about for a while, but they almost needed this catalyst to, to try and try something new mm. and to buddy up with a friend as well. Um, so we saw different things like cold water swimming, um, team sports uh. as well, like walking football, netball, hockey, so many different activities. Um 
I just find it so inspiring. The sports out there, even pickleball, pickleball yeah. has made yeah. <laughs> made its entrance into yeah. the UK. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. been amazing to see mm. the different ways that people move. Sport is so amazing, isn't it? We, we, I was watching Sports Personality last night and uh, and they do that whole thing of like, they go through the year and all the different like sporting events that have been and all they have time for is literally half a sentence about each one and you just go, how, how is, you know, there's just such a wide variety of sport that people can, can get involved with. Um, bringing it back to your campaign though, there are, obviously there's a lot of mental health charities out there. There are a lot of running things. You've brought the two together. How have you found it in terms of I mean, obviously two hundred seventy thousand people? That's a huge amount of people that you've 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 got involved already. But it is quite a crowded landscape. That kind of landscape. How have you gone about kind of you know getting cut through and growing it that far? And, and where? How far do you want to take it? Oh, that's a good mix of questions. Sorry, um, yes, I asked you many <laughs> questions. Yeah, God, hit, hit you with us. God, that was a stinger of a last question at the end there, Ed. Crikey. <laughs> no, I need to go on some interview training, I think. <laughs> no, that's, that's brilliant. We're going to find out what's in Hannah's head now. Go, Hannah. <laughs> um, you know what? It hasn't, I said this earlier as well, in the eight years, the essence of Red January hasn't changed. And the thing that makes it, kind of separates it out from a lot of other incredible initiatives out there is the essence has always been embrace for January for yourself and for others. And this for others is the option to fundraise. So when you fundraise, mm. your money will go towards movement and mental health projects. So other people in the community can benefit from the joy of moving. And that, that kind of cycle of you're doing it, but you're allowing others to enjoy the benefit of movement, especially people, anyone out there that's experiencing mental health challenges, that hasn't changed. That's always been the constant. And that's the bit that surprised me so much is the, when I, when we first went into this, we're so mindful that it's Christmas mm. money, even especially mm. now. Um, we've always been fairly light touch with the fundraising ask. It's always been optional. That won't ever change. But the desire from so many people to really get behind it and really support other people has meant that over 3.2 million pounds has been raised in the past eight years. And actually to know that that's gone into community projects where redders have been directly supported, their loved ones have been directly supported as part of year round projects. So the impact that you can have in January can just have such a huge impact all year round. That's really where that's what's so special about that red community is they they want to make that difference yeah that's um that's that's actually a, that's something that i didn't really kind of understand until just now have you got an example of one of those projects that um has you know that's received funding and is therefore able to kind of provide that for others year round yeah, we have. So the one that really stands out to me right now is there's a mum and baby um, yoga session. Um, and the reason why that feels, all of the projects feel so special, but the reason why is because what we saw that was parents, especially new parents, um, were finding that actually to enjoy activity, there's so many barriers mm. because you can't just bring your newborn along to mm. activity classes and things like that. So actually what this does is allows you to be there with your child. They get to enjoy the benefits of seeing you move and all the sensory things that come from that mm. as well. But to know that those spaces 
are there, they're accessible and inclusive. So no matter where you are in your life journey, there should be no barriers to you enjoying movement. So that's really the role of Red, and that's where the, the funding goes in towards those projects. So the mum and baby yoga session was just, I remember sitting at the back of the the session and just seeing, you know, when you just experience those things for yourself and you just, it is all my hope is that Redders get to always see that impact. And that's really the role of Red all year mm. round as well. And Hannah, have you, do you feel like over the time you've been, doing red the the wider dialogue just in society particularly in britain i guess i'm thinking around a mental health but b the interaction between the kind of two things you're putting on movement and social connection feels like that's changed radically over the last five six seven eight years that's how it feels to me you're embedded in this world is that what you've seen massively so when when we first started I remember we were a, a really big part of the education around the, the mental and the physical, like linking the two together. At the time, there was work happening in that space, but our role really was to be shining a light on that, the impact. Eight years on, we don't have to talk about that anymore. It's We all know yeah. the impact of moving on our mental health. We all know the impact of connection on supporting our well-being. So it's less about the education around that and it's more about the preventative initiatives, it's more about the solutions, it's more about actually finding ways to reduce the barriers to people enjoying movement. Mm. That's that's really where we're at right now is there's still so many mm. barriers in society that that need to be that need to be reduced. They shouldn't exist. So that's the stage that we're at right now. So, um, yeah, you're right. It has come such a long way. And so, when you think about it in such a short space of time, but as we all yeah. know, there's still yeah. a huge sense of urgency around it because people are really, yeah. they're needing, they're needing support and they're needing yeah. a helping hand and we all deserve that. Yeah. And, we, and when you say barriers, give us, a, give us a bit of an idea of what that looks like in a practical level for people. So I know I touched earlier about money um cost mm. cost can be a barrier for people you just mm. think about how much a pair of trainers cost nowadays for running and mm. getting kitted out yeah. yeah that's why we're so proud to have the partnership that we do with decathlon because they they do make those things accessible for a lot of people okay. but not yeah. just that we okay. are always looking at initiatives where people can either rent some kit or there's some second-hand kit that shouldn't be a barrier to you enjoying movement so those are the things that we were exploring, but that's just one of them. The other, I guess, is really around self-esteem, confidence, mm. stepping into a new activity. I don't know about you and the last time as you kind of stepped mm. in and tried a new sport as a beginner, but it can feel quite childlike. Mm. Um, and so really we're looking at ways that people feel supported in all of that. It's the reason why Sport England's the score can work is so powerful and important that's one of many initiatives that are doing amazing work in that space um and it's one of the reasons why we encourage people to team up as part of red january as well yeah. we know that similar i guess to the running community it's actually you can share those experiences you can experience those things together you've got that accountability as well when you say you're going to be getting up at x time to go to a class or a running group um yeah. it's not just about you you want to share that with someone else mm. um so we're exploring lots of different things 
um, of how to reduce the barriers. But I guess the most important thing to say is that we spend a lot of time with the red community, understanding what the barriers are and hearing from them what could be the potential solutions around that. It's great to be working with the red community in that way, shaping what the campaign is. Um, everyone has their own lived experience and we should be stepping into other people's shoes and, and hearing what they need in these experiences. And that I mentioned earlier about connection being the thing that sets my heart alight. It's the reason why I still love red. It brings, yeah, it gives me such a spark is because I get the opportunity to step into other people's shoes day in, day out. Mm. Oh, I can hear that spark and that passion coming through in the way that you're talking about it, Hannah. Um, If we can talk a little bit about your own personal journey uh, now, because we're all about... um, you know, what we can learn from our guests on this, on this podcast. And I mean, you said literally the idea was a four o'clock in the morning idea and you started it with you and your mum. Gosh, it must've been a huge journey for you from there to now kind of personally, you're now leading this um, organization, this campaign. How has that been for you? What have, what's been challenging? What have you learned along the way? There's so much in that. So, um, yeah, so for the first three years of Red, I was running it alongside my full-time job in film advertising. Mm. So it really was. And still to this day, I see it as a passion project. Um, But it was very much that. And I guess the learning from that was... um, it was it was great to know that this was the thing that was kind of sparking my interest. I still love film. I still loved the experience that it gave me. But actually, even at that stage, I saw how much support Red was getting, even from film friends and things like that. There was a real need for it. I could see that that was happening. Um, and was very grateful to everyone involved at that stage, letting me stay late in the office, printing off leaflets. We had no budget at the time to put behind the campaign. So I was literally just grassroots trying to print Mm. things off and um it was very kind of reactive nimble still is to some degree but um definitely during those early days I then took a real leap of faith and I handed in my notice um Mm. three years on we didn't have I wasn't stepping into a space where I had funding at that point but I just with every ounce of me knew that there's a real need for red and I wanted to give it everything um, and so made that decision to step away from film. Um, and yes, that came with some challenges, of course, but I just trusted in it. I really trusted in it. And within a few months, we managed to kind of find our feet with it and we secured an incredible partnership um, with Mind, the leading mental health charity. And since then, I've just been on a bit of a ride with it all um but every year I have such hope that we will be able to reach and support more people and every year no matter how challenging it can get in terms of driving this campaign forward that community is always at the very heart of it and I know I know people care about it as much as I care about it I know it's become a massive part of their lives so I always know that the, when we talk about it being a movement, it's true to its word. It's got people out there right now who are standing up on stages talking about Red January and inviting their friends and family to get involved. So it's, um, 
yeah, that is a real privilege to be a part of, be a part of all of that. And there was a, I think I, I heard like a really big, sorry, a, a big sort of, well, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't a moment of courage where you had to step away from your job or you chose to, that strikes me as a really courageous move. What were you, I, um, I can definitely hear what was drawing you forward at that moment. How did you manage the fears around that? How did you manage the potent, the, all the little voices in your head that said, don't do this, this is not the sensible thing? It's such a good question. And honestly, I actually didn't have many voices in my head at that time. It was, I don't know how you two kind of, when you have those thoughts, but I'm very much led by my instinct. And every part of me was saying, this is, this is the right thing to do. Um, and I just trusted it. I don't know if that comes with, I'm a bit older now and I don't know what that comes from, but I, I trusted it and I could see that people needed it. So I, I knew, I knew whatever the outcome I knew, I knew something would come from it. I also don't think I thought beyond like a few weeks. I was thinking this feels right now. And Mm. I, I guess in those moments, it, it does kind of propel you to put yourself out there more mm. and be more courageous and bold in the way that you approach things, um, like banging on the door of mental health charities and saying, you need to take notice of this. It, it deserves it deserves to be in partnership with you. It, and so you do. it does make you kind of behave in a certain way because you, you believe in it so much that you would do anything to to really make people take notice of that. And when you've got nothing else happening, then you just give everything to it. I also love what you just said there about not fit. I'm sure you were thinking ahead, but not thinking too far ahead and not disputing with yourself about all the stuff that might go wrong. That strikes me as really important. It really is. And I don't know, again, I think Red has taught me so many skills, but one of them, (laughs) rightly or wrongly, is... I compartmentalize things, so I don't try to think too far beyond it. I, as I said, I'm a very hopeful person. I'm always someone that mm-hmm. um, will look for the positives and think, okay, whatever the outcome of this, this is where we need to be right now. I have a vision. Mm-hmm. I have an ambition, of course. Um, but equally, the realities of movement are that you're feeling your way through these things as well. And as I said, in terms of the eight years that we've been running, our role has shifted because society has shifted um, and we've needed to evolve in a way where we are truly supporting and enhancing people's life. And right now it's reducing the barriers. So who knows what that will look like for RED in a few years' time. Um, And we have to remain nimble in all of that. And as I said, because so many people are shaping it, it, there's so much exciting scope with that as well so I don't think you can plan too far ahead as I said you can you can absolutely wholeheartedly know who you are and why you exist and the role of red but in terms of how you evolve I think the fun I don't know for me I'm like I love the flexibility around this I love that you can evolve and who knows who you're going to meet along the way and even how this came about it was I posted on LinkedIn, a mutual friend of ours tagged us in, mm-hmm. and now we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think if we planned out mm-hmm. our podcast interviews, this would never have happened. So it's, yeah, I'm a true believer in, it's the connection piece, and it is just kind of putting yourself out there mm-hmm. in that way as well. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, one of the things that I've been wanting to ask and wondering about is um, your role as a female CEO, which, you know, in particular is still quite unusual. Um, and I'm thinking kind of in the sporting space, probably particularly can be you know, somewhat male dominated uh, world. What's your experience of, of that been uh, over the last eight years? I have, I, I feel very fortunate that when I came into the space, there was and there is some incredible leaders, female, males as well, that are very collaborative. Um, but I feel very fortunate that when I stepped into the space, there were incredible women doing incredible things. And they warmly welcomed me in and we are always supportive of each other's work we collaborate um in these spaces we talk about each other we are always lifting each other up um males and females alike as well it hasn't been i've felt very welcomed um but yeah like i said it's i think i joined at a point where it was on a real turn mm. i'm not disputing the fact that there's still a lot of work to do of course but in terms of my experience um i have met and connected with some of the most incredible leaders that inspire me daily. I think of Mel from This Mum Runs. I think of her spirit, um, Holly and, and Mel as well. I think of so many female leaders that aren't waiting for someone else to make the decisions, the powers that be. They are driving forward change day in, day out. I just think there's so much power in that. And there's so much passion and determination. And to be alongside people like that, women and women and men, is just an honour. And I just think there's so much power in the collective as well. Um, I think actually what's, what's happening, and we're a true believer of this, is you can only do so much on your own. We work with a community mm. of partners, a community of supporters. You can drive forward real change as a collective. Mm. And so we are fully inclusive in every sense of the word so we're always looking at ways that we can collaborate and support the likes of this mum runs and park run and all those other incredible initiatives how can we together really really reach and support people to enjoy the benefits of movement i really love that um and one of the core values that i have leading my business as well as that whole idea of partnership and working together and you know when you see it work like we have in a number of campaigns that we've been working on where people from across the spectrum come together. That's, that's where you get real power, isn't it? And there's something really special about that. There really is. There mm. really is. And actually, it's, it feels like people are, I hope you've experienced this too, but people are really open to it mm. in a way that I found eight years ago, it was a much trickier thing. There was a lot of I get that you perhaps sometimes need a legal document, but there were so many things that it was like, oh, actually, we, we all know what we really want mm. from this. Let's let's support each other. Yeah, it doesn't have lovely. to be this formalized yeah. thing. Um, so it has evolved. Mm. You're, to me, you're really modeling like a particular type of um, like modern leadership in a way, but you haven't used the word leader or leadership. Like I'll have to go back and listen, but an enormous amount. Do you, do you, do you, I guess what I'm wondering is, do you think about yourself as a leader? Do you sort of stand back and have an abstract view on how you're leading this? Or do you, is, or these were, that word, is it kind of not relevant? Do you, do you, do you frame what you do in a completely different way? 
I'm smiling because I'm doing a lot of work right now with um, a coach. And we're talking about that very thing around leadership. <laughs> and he has been working very hard the past few sessions to get me to say that I'm a leader really confidently and not kind of into my Go on, we'll do a clip. Just say it, just say it. <laughs> I'm a leader. Oh um, <laughs> so I'm smiling because, yeah, you're right, Gary. It didn't, saying it just, I think because at the time when I was saying it, I think it, I thought it meant you meant to be a certain thing. Like when you think of a leader, you mm. think I thought of certain mm. things. Whereas actually we mm -hmm. all, we all are natural. We can all be natural leaders in whatever shape or form that mm. looks like. Um, yeah. And actually the thing that I take from this, because I've always seen myself as a Reddit in the community. I've never seen myself the like leading, leading mm. on that. But actually the mm. thing that I've been really enjoying recently is trying to find ways where it's what I said earlier, like collaborate with others, like, finding ways that we can be driving those collaborations forward. So more recently, we did an amazing mm. event with Decathlon, which was called Movement in the Workplace. And we invited a community of organizations along. And I put together a wish list of people that I would love to speak there. And we're so overwhelmed that everyone said yes. So I've definitely been putting myself out there as someone that's that's attempting to be kind of bringing people together. Um, that's a really wishy-washy way of trying to avoid the question That's that you a brilliant answer. I think um, I'm, I frequently find myself saying any answer you give is the right answer. And, and I think it really is. And, and let me just completely uninvited launch myself into your coaching work with your coach and just keep, give you that feedback that whether you label it or not, I was just hearing, whether you label it leadership or not, I was just hearing your ability to convene, your servant heart, um, this is an embodied practice for you as well, which is, you know, it, it, which is also kind of valuable and useful when you're trying to make something happen, whether we call it leadership or not, just your ability to see the wider system and act on it in lots of different ways. Whether you label it as leadership or not, that's what you're conveying to me. And you might in the process be um, overturning and redefining some stereotypes along the way, which is in maybe in the heart of Ed's question about you're a female CEO and maybe we have an idea of what a leader looks like. I think a leader looks like you is, 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 is what I'm hearing. Wow. And just get, and by the way, get your coach to like us, subscribe and listen to this episode. We need him as part of the crew. <laughs> Exactly. Literally, we were acquiring leaders oh, as we go. What we've got you... the postman, we've got the coach. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say, Hannah, um, to people who are maybe on the edge of starting their kind of thrilling, important and daunting, worthy cause, um, but they haven't stepped over the line yet? What would you offer, offer them? Oh, that's such a good question. I would say, I get there's a couple of things actually. One of the things I would say is, and you hear this so often, but it is you don't need all the answers. Really surround yourself with people and collaborate and invite help, su support. When you share your passion, especially around people that know, love you, are already in that space, what can come from that? is just unbelievable i just think back to red it started with friends believing in it and then it rippled about from there and now we're in a situation where 
there's so many incredible people around Red that believe in it. They've experienced the benefits in themselves and they go above and beyond to get behind it. So those collaborations, yeah, like I said, you don't need to have all the answers. Invite that community of people around you and see what comes from there. I say that, but in the second breath, trust your instinct too. You will inevitably be given a lot of advice, especially in the early years, all again coming from a very beautiful place. But it is just really trusting your instinct and not needing to say, uh, give an answer in the moment, go away and have a think about it. Mm-hmm. Give yourself that time to really think about what you want from this as well. Um, so you always stay true to the essence of why, why you came up with the idea. You're not compromising. Mm-hmm. Those would be my two two points that's fantastic thank you hannah um just as we come into a close uh i want to kind of um flex towards the practical and how people can get involved um particularly with red january so tell us a little bit about um you know how people can find out more but also you know how they can literally get get going in january and and we've set up our own run alive red january challenge which we'll say a little bit more about afterwards but um yeah how can people get involved yeah so you can um join join the campaign at redjanuary.com so you can sign up for free as an individual or as a team which i know that you've done Mm. as well and then really when you sign up we as i mentioned earlier there's a community of partners that are there to support you every step of the way and give some inspiration there's discounts you'll be invited to join the online red community which i know i'm biased but they're incredibly special <laughs> and they share and they support and encourage so yeah, it's all completely free so um would love for everyone to get involved and i should also say as well that this year we're really inviting people to be part of the biggest movement mission yet. There's been some research recently from Sport England that shows that 1.8 million adults here in the UK will be less active this winter. We know that when you're less active, the impact that that can have on your emotional health, well-being. So really, we're encouraging everyone to get involved this Red January in a way that works for them. So when you sign up, invite your friends your family, your colleagues, share the experience. We know there's so much power that comes from that as well. Thank you. And so we've set up our challenge. So you can, when you sign up, you can join our team. Just search for Run Alive uh, in the teams. Uh, join join in. Join our Strava group as well. And basically our challenge is record uh, any activity that you like on, on Strava every day in january so you know you can do anything that might be skiing down a mountain going for a walk with the dog doing some mm-hmm. weights gary wants paddle boarders particularly to join us and I especially you know in frozen yeah. lakes that kind of thing um but you know whatever your sport is track it on strava join our strava group join our team on red january and we um we've set a thousand pound fundraising target as well so um as we heard from hannah that yeah. that, that funding will go into um groups that can benefit others around the year so it's not just a january focused thing Mm -hmm. hannah thank you so much for joining us um it's been it's been amazing to hear from you inspiring as well um and i particularly loved what you said about collaborating with others um, but also having that dream and uh taking that step and listening to uh, trusting your instincts so thank you
Well, Ed, uh, that was, for me, a really fascinating, um, inspiring um, and warm conversation with, with Hannah, actually. How was that for you? Oh, so lovely. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Great to get to know her a little bit more and her motivations yeah. and what she's dealing with and um, uh, juggling. But also the campaign itself mm. Super inspiring and obviously helping hundreds of thousands of people already. Yeah, over a quarter of a million people. Imagine being able to say that. Um, something to wait for. And, you know, it made me reflect that um, running movement, running cycling, loads of stuff has been a habit for me. I'm really lucky, I think, in that I've found it something that I'm just drawn to all my life, but I haven't always framed it in this sort of holistic way and the way that I do now, which is I do see it as absolutely critical for regulating myself and and getting more positive affect and positive emotions in my life and helping me handle stress and all that sort of stuff. Um, I, d- I probably wouldn't have seen it that way like 10, 15 years ago, and I absolutely do now. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what Run Alive is all about, isn't it? You know, mm. we innately know as runners that it's not just... Uh, running just doesn't make us fitter or faster. It helps us mm. in all um, parts of life. Um, and when mm. we can't run because we're injured or whatever, it, it you know has a has um, it's a, it becomes you know it becomes a burden and um, and just highlights how much of a benefit it is to be able to get active and to be able to to move. So um, I think what Red Jenner is doing is. Mm-hmm. is kind of helping people to discover that whether it's through running or whether it's through yeah. whatever um activity that they choose to do i totally found agree. it really interesting as well how um she doesn't necessarily see herself as a leader um no. but yet yeah. she's founded this campaign that is leading a major social change that's that's pretty yeah. awesome I I just totally agree. I thought that was amazing. For me, she models a particular type of very modern, up-to-the-minute leadership. She's made something happen um, from scratch, outside of formal structures. Um, As I said when we were interviewing her, she's maybe subverting what we think of as a leader, quote-unquote, but I absolutely think it is. um, she's, She's doing all the things that you would expect. She has... Uh, she's not in it for the followership, but she has followers. She's making change happen. She's convening people. She's inspiring people with the vision. Um, She's aligning resources. She's doing all this just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Whether um, I don't even know whether it's helpful for her her to need to label it as leadership, but for me, that's exactly what I'm seeing, what I experienced, and I think she's doing it brilliantly, and and more of that in the world, please, I would say, because um, we're not always led as brilliantly as we could be. And I hope more people follow her. What did she say about when I asked about thrilling important and daunting, she, she sort of talked about how you sort of get out there and make it happen. Right. Um, I yeah. Think yeah. I think I found that really, a really inspiring answer because on the one, on the one hand, she said, look, surround yourself with people. Um, mm. you know, if you've got a passion, you've got a love, people are going to love that and support you. Um, and mm. at the same time, she said, trust your instincts and just get, and go and your passion and your calling mm. and your why and go for it because you're going to get a lot of advice, which, you know, and you need to filter that out and just, and make sure that you're still doing what, you know, 
what you've envisioned that you would in the first place. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that really came through from the very beginning of the conversation yeah. with her is yeah. she's passionate about and she loves Red January and this, this idea yeah. that came to her at four o'clock in the morning one morning. And she still is. Yeah. And ultimately, that's why she turns up to work every day. Totally agree. I wish my 4am wakings were more inspirational and visionary rather than about a small email that I've forgotten to answer or, or, or that sort of thing. Um, our go-do this week is uh, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? We are going to ask people to get involved in red January. So can I just be the naive, I'm not completely um, Luddite, but just for, for how, how would I do that? I Just yeah. walk me through it, Ed, for, for our listeners. So we've been really, uh, really kind of inspired by um hannah and we would love all of our listeners to get involved in our red january challenge and basically our challenge is to just record an activity anything that's recordable on strava record it um every day in january so you could do a walk you know a walk around the block that ticks the box um you could do a long run you could go skiing you could paddleboard um extra points if you fall into a frozen lake and send us pictures but um that's the challenge you know get out there get active um and uh, practically uh, the way to do that is uh register for uh, red january uh, so you could do that on their website which is redjanuary.com and then just follow the links there which says sign up and as part of your sign up you can add yourself to our team so just put run alive podcast in the team and you can select it'll bring up you'll you'll, you'll find us it'll bring us up and you can join the team there's also a link to that team in the show notes and we'll put it on our social media as well so if you can't quite find it um just uh uh, check on social or check in the in the in the description of this episode um and then join our strava group at the same time so um the run alive podcast on strava actually it's called the run alive run club the strava group um so that we can uh, encourage each other and um, you can hook strava up to red january so that all of the activities um go through to that it's entirely free to join um we've also set a fundraising target of a thousand pounds um again inspired by what red january are doing to distribute that funding out to projects that help people stay active and stay mentally well uh, through the year um so if you would like to contribute to that please do but absolutely uh, no obligation whatsoever. Um, we just want you to get involved, get moving uh, every day this January. Outstanding. I'll see you there. See you on the trails. See you on the waterways. <laughs> see you on the roads. Um, yeah, looking forward to um, keeping the ball rolling all the way through January. So join our Red January Challenge on redjourney.com uh, and on our Strava group. Uh, follow us on social media, uh, run underscore live on Instagram, uh, the run Alive podcast on LinkedIn, run Alive pod, Twitter, run Alive TikTok, anywhere you can find us, you can find us on social. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else and leave us a rating and a review on, um, your podcast app. Gary, it's been really great to talk to you, talk to Hannah, uh, today, I hope you have a happy new year. Yeah, same to you. Happy new year. See you soon to do it again. Bye.